You're listening to Are You Happy Business Podcast on Captivate. Hello, Are You Happy Podcast. I'm here with Julia Traxler. Since 2020, she started three different small businesses, which she, she will share with us today all about them. Um, before that, she was in mergers and acquisitions for 24 years. Um, and yeah, over the past three years, she's helped entrepreneurs launch over 30 different companies. Um, very impressive stuff. Um, going to be very entertaining to listen to all the different businesses she started. Um, and yeah, Julia, would you mind taking it away before I say too much and let us know about the origin of your business or how you got here? Um, and then afterwards we can talk about the businesses themselves. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be a guest. I have three businesses. The first business that was launched is called SB Pace and Pretty much all of the businesses have ridiculous names, and I recognize that now. But um, SB Pace was started as a direct result of the pandemic. I come from a small business family. And when the pandemic first started, so many small businesses were hit really hard and were shut down, didn't know what to do, didn't know where to turn for help. And so it started off more as a labor of love. I wasn't my contract job I was working got shut down very quickly. And so I just started offering help to friends and family who had small businesses and maybe had questions. They started telling other people, complete strangers started calling me. And eventually I realized that it was really, I had something, I was onto something and I thought it was going to be helping people pivot their businesses. Turns out that was not the case. What I was really helping a lot of people do was people who had had full-time jobs realized they didn't want to be back in the market anymore doing those jobs and they wanted to start a business. So I helped a lot of people launch new businesses. Then along the way, one of our client, one of the clients that I had, he was an older gentleman and he really needed help with social media, asked me if I'd find somebody for him. And I had three clients at the exact same time who had the same problem, didn't understand social media, didn't have the bandwidth to do it, didn't have big budgets. Could I help them find somebody? And I interviewed over 30 social media management companies and I couldn't find anybody that could do it for what I didn't consider to be an absolutely offensive price for a really small amount of deliverables. So I just got together with my sister-in-law and we started a second business, a company called Sortivium that focuses on social media management and now podcast production. And we really, that business is also a labor of love, but it's focused on helping entrepreneurs, small business owners who don't have the staff or the resources to keep up with the quickly changing landscape of social media. So we have a team of people that work on that company and service all of our clients. And then finally, the third company that I launched, I launched with two really good friends that I met virtually. I've actually never met them in person. We met through a networking community because all three of us are entrepreneurs. And we realized that every networking community we belonged to, there was something that was missing and we couldn't quite figure out what it was. We kept searching and searching. And finally, we just decided, let's build it ourselves. So All three businesses are the result of a gap in the marketplace. And the third business is called The Arena. And that is a women's only networking community for entrepreneurs who can join a community of like-minded women. It is filled with extras and bonuses for the members. And it's a very high touch. So we're always going to keep the membership numbers low. So it's not a it's not a money grab for us. It's truly a labor of love where we want to 
help other women succeed. And we focus not only on business, but on health. One of the founders is a holistic health practitioner and the other founder is a mindset performance and relationship coach. So we focus on business relationship and health inside of that community. That's awesome. There's a lot to offer there in that arena community. It's there almost, really is. It's almost like you're hiring, like you're, you're paying for a community, but you're also like sort of hiring a personal life coach um, as well, which is also like a crazy value add. Is there anything else that you're planning to offer in the future for the networking community? Like maybe like guest speakers, or do you think what you have is enough? Well, what we, what we get, what a member gets right now when they join is there's group coaching. There's one-on-one coaching included. We're the only community we know of that offers one-on-one coaching. So you get one-on-one coaching every month, you get group coaching. There is a personalized, there is a proprietary assessment that every member takes when they join that has questions around business relationships and health. And the results of that assessment literally create a personalized roadmap. We have these small cohorts inside of the community. We operate on mighty networks. We made the very tough decision to not be on Facebook. We wanted our community to be to be built elsewhere because we didn't want Facebook to have control over what happened inside of the community. So we built it on mighty networks, but we also have events that are included in the membership, in-person events, and for uh, the highest tier members, there's a luxury retreat every year for strategic planning that happens in the fourth quarter. We will take, we will have speakers at the events. The first speakers that we will pick will be speakers who are in the community. So it's a benefit to them that if they want to be on stage, they can be on stage because we're going to ask them first. So we've really looked very hard at what does it mean to offer value to everybody. And also all three of us, Vanessa, Michelle, and myself take very seriously the responsibility of when somebody gives you their money, their hard-earned money, that you have a responsibility to do the right thing after that transaction occurs. And so we are very much about doing all that we can to make sure that everybody inside of the community has a really good experience. What has made you so passionate about creating that value for people that are giving you money? (laughs) Well, I think that probably goes back to my corporate days, to be honest with you. You know, full disclosure, I've been fired from more jobs than most people have ever had jobs in their lives and always rounds out to the same reason. It feels like when you are working either for a consulting firm or even as a full-time employee, the customer, we're always look big business, big corporations are always looking for a way to shave off the value that they're giving. And I can remember work doing consulting for big four consulting firms, and they were constantly selling more things to the clients, things they didn't even need, like sell, 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 sell. And it was so aggressive. And I just hate that. I want people to come back because they see the value in what you're doing when they refer their friends and their family or other people. That's the message that says you're doing the right thing. You did the right thing by me. I appreciate what's happening here. I'm going to tell other people to join. And that's really the best way to grow your business through referral. So for me, that all comes down to the value that people are getting and having to 
deliver on that value without telling people this is the value right they need to see it for themselves it needs to be a value to them not to a, not to you do you make use of offering that value for free before you start to charge for it yeah in the that's a great question in the arena every person gets a month free. They can try us out. Try us. If you like it, great. If you don't, that's okay too. We're not for everyone. We, we hold some pretty strong opinions on things, but everyone has the opportunity to try it before they buy it to see if they really like it. We call it our love us or leave us policy. And we offer a similar service in Certivium discounted, very heavily discounted, the first 30 days of a service so they can try it out. And in as be pace, I always offer up some free coaching calls beforehand and to make sure that it's the right, the right fit, not just for, for me, but for the client, are we going to work well together and always looking to build not, you know, how many people say the win-win solution, or if you're a fan of the office, win-win-win solution. I actually always look for the can't lose scenario where it is such a great opportunity, such a great thing that you can't lose by taking advantage of it. And that's really what we're what we tried to build very heavily with the arena was a can't lose scenario for the members. The arena, like when you originally started explaining what it is, I got really excited because I've also taken a look at some of these networking communities. And I realized that yours is offering all of the things that people want, um, yes. especially the the retreat. Like people talk about, Oh, eventually we want to do a retreat. And it's like, you're really doing that retreat and you're going to follow through with it. Um, and yeah, I really like what you're saying about offering value for free. Um, and just like, people are giving you their money, you have to be able to deliver on it. And you're right. Like if you're off, it doesn't have to be, I remember you telling me earlier, like you're working to fire yourselves with, with your company. Yes. Um, you're, you're offering your, your value and that'll be like, you, you want them to be able to take that and continue on their own. And I think that's a better model of like them of doing that and then getting referrals from them and then trying to keep getting money from them. Um, when you don't need it anymore. I agree. I think that the model for coaching right now is broken. Mm. And this, you encounter so many gurus and honestly, it's almost a rite of passage as an entrepreneur to get ripped off by somebody. And it sucks. It is the worst experience ever. And, you know, you will never, ever regret doing the right thing. It might be hard, really hard at the time that it's happening, but doing the right thing makes it a lot easier to get up the next day and move forward again. And it also almost certainly guarantees that there are not going to be these stories floating around about you, about how you continuously are ripping off clients or you don't deliver that you, you know, I want to be a person that somebody says she does what she says she's going to do. She can be counted on. And I don't, I recognize I can't service thousands and thousands of clients. I don't have the capacity and I don't want to have the capacity. So I look really closely at who am I servicing? How can I best deliver for them? And how can I get them to that finish line that they're looking for? so that they can stop paying me. And that's counterintuitive to most entrepreneurs. 
But small business owners, a lot of them don't have a ton of cash. So to continue to make them dependent on you is really, really a nasty, nasty proposition to put yourself into. I would prefer to take somebody on as a client, work with them for six months, get them to where they want to go, let them continue to advance. And when they get to another level where they need help, know that they're going to come back because they did right by them the first time. And that's the way the model's built. And there are, there are some people, I just had a conversation with a friend last week where his coaching model was just this ongoing month to month scenario. And it has worked well for him, but he's started to have many clients who have ended the relationship. And I said, when you have a month to month that's ongoing, it implies that one, they're, they're never ever ending with their need for coaching, which is kind of demoralizing, but two, it always introduces the scenario where there is a very uncomfortable conversation to end it. And you can get in front of that if you are either one constantly having them set goals and when the, has they achieved them say, do you want to continue or are you good? Or by having packages and say, we're nearing the end, what would you like to do? Yeah. But I don't, I don't want anyone to ever feel like they're never going to be done working with me. That's ridiculous. It's unrealistic. And I feel like it comes from um, witnessing like business owners are, are like, oh, like the best thing to do is have a subscription based model where people just continue to pay me month over month. And it's just flawed because people forget about how important it is to actually like have a productive and quality relationship with your clients and and offer them value. Um, and they're just focused on getting money, like you're saying. And I feel like what your model is differentiating yourself. But the only thing that I wanted to ask you about is because you did talk to me about how you you help companies scale. Um, and it seems as though you aren't as focused on scaling with your companies. And I'm curious as to why that is. I mean, I'm just assuming that because you, you, you're talking about you, your inability to serve many, like more and more clients you're focused on serving your clients that you already have. Well, um, is that something you plan to do in a future scale or right now? Um, I'm talking about arena specifically. Um, do you hope to scale in the future and how would that happen? Or do you, are you just focused on the moment? What does it, what does it look like? Great question. So the arena, uh, someone recently asked what our five-year plan was for the arena. And I thought we're, we're in year one. Let's, I don't have, we don't have a five-year plan. We do know this. We know that we want to add additional coaches, additional segments. So maybe it's an adventure coach or something, you know, where there's more and more opportunity inside, but I think we want to always keep the numbers smaller because it's, you know, once you get into the thousands of members, it's impossible to do high touch. It really is. So, and you don't feel special in a community where there's that many people sitting there. So I'd rather have a wait list and as people are advancing and their business is doing really well and they've achieved the highest results on the assessment because they'll take the assessment when they start every quarter, they retake the assessment to see, cause it's, it's like a 30 minute thing, right. To see how they've progressed over the past quarter so they can see measurable improvements. And that's one of the big things about the arena it is very tactical. We are making progress and helping people improve their lives, not just talking about it, not just giving them advice on how to do it, actually helping them achieve results. They may get to the point where they score perfect fives on everything and 
they're they're like i don't know that i need to be here anymore totally respect that they at that point if they want to leave they can we would always welcome them back but they can you know they can leave so to answer your question yes we will add more types of coaching in as we see what the demand is we really want to perfect what we have first and then we can grow it and scale it and we also it's tough to know like there are people who have been in some networking communities for five, six, seven years, right? Where they're paying 10, 12, $15,000 a year and they stay in them ongoing because they're afraid to leave. I've literally had people tell me when I interviewed them about what we were doing with the arena to get feedback, that they were afraid to leave the communities they were in because what if something great happened after they left? So why not have a solution where if they leave, but because they were once a member, that you can offer them the opportunity to come back for this cool thing or just say like, hey, we're having an event. We know you're not a member anymore, but you were. Here's a special rate ticket price for you if you want to come. There are ways you can handle that so people don't have to feel afraid to leave the community, but they still get to take advantage of the community. And those are the kinds of things that we just want to do them differently. We really want to do them differently. I like that. I was just, as you were speaking, I was like, what if people that left, like you can just keep them in your, in the loop and give them like a little bit of a cheaper offering because they signed on. If you're doing like that retreat that you spoke of, like if someone wants to come back for that. Exactly. I, I had, um, I spoke to someone who was a personal life coach recently and I really like the personal life coach model more than like, for example, therapy, because therapy, you're just sitting there and you're always, you, it's just like, it's implied that you're just going to continue being there and you're not going to like get better. But I like personal life coaching because it's like, it's really like actually giving people advice and actually trying to help them improve. And, um, and I, I like that you're really like in that, in that field. Um, I guess sort of my question for you, um, you started all the, like, this is like a more, more so an overall question before we start to close. Um, you worked in mergers and acquisitions for 24 years. And now within a couple of years, you have three different businesses that all seem to be very um, value driven and actually like solid businesses. Like what, what gave you this ability to do this? Did, are you like tech savvy? Are you focused on doing it yourself or have you hired people out? Um, like what, what has been the process of starting these small businesses for yourselves, for yourself? Like, did you already have this knowledge? through being in the industry or did you try to did you, like and starting in 2020, did you just kind of learn it all on your own? Um, what, 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 what did this look like starting your small businesses? That's one hell of a question. Yeah. I, um, it's a little bit of everything to be honest with you. Here's the deal. When I started SB pace. So first off backing up, my years in the mergers and acquisitions space where I specialized in was post deal close acquisition integration. So basically a company bought a company and they needed that company integrated in. And that's when I arrived on the scene and I typically would go spend anywhere from nine to 18 months on site of the company that had been acquired. And I took a team with me. We learned that business inside and out, front to back, everything about it, every role, every process, every product, every everything they did. And then we would integrate them into the parent, the new parent company. 
What that did was it uniquely qualified me to understand how to operationally improve a business, but also how to identify what the secret sauce was that truly a business has so they can maintain the integrity of that while scaling. So many times people fall trapped to the, I can help you double your revenue in 90 days. And they don't have the foundation, the structure, the processes, the systems to actually do that. And they end up losing whatever revenue they had because they've just angered every customer that they had. So that those two pieces made me really qualified to start a small business. With SB Pace, I learned every every single thing I learned, I learned the hard way. It was a grind. It was hard. The first year of business, I didn't even make like $10,000. Is terrible. I lived off of my savings. Year two, dramatically improved. Year three, even better. And now we're in year four with SB Pace. For the other companies, and now even for SB Pace, I have amazing partners, teams, an amazing network. I, most of my business comes from referrals in SB Pace and Certivium, which says a lot, says a lot about the services we offer, about the way that my team works. My team is amazing. Uh, Francis and Stacey are absolute fire and I could not do this without them. And then I just have some really, really good people that honestly, there are many days when I say to myself, I cannot believe I'm lucky enough to have this person as a friend and in my network because they have been so impactful. So I, I surround myself with a lot of really, really smart people and I work really, really hard, really hard. It is not, it's not, there are no, there are no easy days. There's a lot of fun days, but there's no easy days. What makes it fun? Is it, are you, are you happy with the clients you have? Is that a big part of um, your happiness is like your clients make you happy? And also, yeah, go ahead. I love our clients. I absolutely love our clients. I love building new things and I love the tactical piece of executing against a plan. So right now with the arena, Michelle is so good at relationships, mindset, performance, coaching, but she's never built a business before. Vanessa, amazing healthcare, amazing holistic healthcare practitioner, not that great as, as at building a business. So a lot of the building has fallen on me, which has been extra pressure, but it's also the thing that I'm really good at. I've walked so many people through it already. And so it's fun to teach them and know I don't have to teach them again. They'll know how to do this next time when they want to do something else. So I love that aspect of it, but it's just what makes it really fun is not knowing what's coming next. Could be something really, really good. It could be a really bad day and you got to find a way around it, but it is, you know, the unknown is really fun to me. Do you feel like you want to start a new business? Is it sort of like something that, um, cause I don't know, I, you having three different businesses, I, I, I listen to this guy, Alex Ramosi, which you probably, Oh, I love Alex. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I always hear about him talking about focusing on one product, one service, and you are doing that with your separate businesses. Um, but does it feel like it's too much where it's like, you're, you're kind of like spread out in different areas or because is it because they're independent businesses, do you think it's Alex or Mosey approved? I would say it's Alex Hermosi approved for one reason, for one very big reason. Uh, well, actually, maybe a few of them tied together. The, we're 
everything, every business focuses on the same ideal customer, a small business owner, an entrepreneur. SB Pace and Certivium are really companion businesses. Certivium, Francis and Stacey doing, managing all the clients over there. A lot of the clients we have in Certivium, we also have over at SB Pace. So we can actually get, you know, double revenue in terms of working with them. It makes it easier on customer acquisition costs, but it's also really, really easy to holistically look at what they're doing and improve across the board when you're working with them in so many areas. The arena and SP Pace is what qualifies me to actually be a business coach and build the arena. Everything I know about operations, everything I learned in M&A, that's what qualifies me uniquely to be in front of the business piece of the arena. So I think they're all very, very related. Mm. And I don't... (laughs) I, I don't even feel like it's a struggle to figure out where I'm going to divide my time. It happens very, very naturally. And a lot of times work that I do in one, I can repurpose and use for something in the other one. I think, I think that the, the value piece of what you're doing is a thousand percent. I was supposed approved. And I was just a little bit curious if you thought that having the separate businesses was from you approved. And it, it seems like it is, but yeah, I've, like we were talking earlier, it seems like in your first couple of year or year or two with SB pace, it was hard. And you weren't making as much money, but you were so like stubborn almost about making sure that you were making, giving value to people and you were focused on that. And I feel like that, that was a good investment of your time because now it's like everything's blossoming through that value. Mm, uh, Um, Yes, definitely. Yeah. And I don't know where I was going with that, but I just, I think that it's like very incredible what you're doing. And I'm very curious, like to like continue to learn more about like the arena and what happens from it. Um, but yeah, I am pretty much have all the information that I wanted to learn from you. If there's anything you wanted to include or something that you didn't talk about that you find to be important to you. Um, you do have three very successful businesses that also play, all play into each other and it's very inspiring. Um, and I mean, the experience that you, had for 24 years of mergers and acquisitions and just learning about companies is definitely like the reason why you are able to build these companies that are actually offering value. Um, I am definitely curious about where your pricing is at. Actually, that was the question that was in my head when I first started talking because Alex Ramosi specifically talks about giving people a no brainer offer. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like your offers are, are really like at a good price. Like what, what, one okay, second question that I had before that is now popping up again. So two questions. Um, do you feel like you're giving people a no-brainer offer based on your pricing? And then secondly, what are because you talked about Certivium being a podcast production company? Um, mm-hmm. that's the only piece that I'm very curious about because how how are you able to get people um what what for the podcast production, like what are you committing to? to your clients, what are you saying you're going to get delivered for them? And how are you delivering on that? Because a lot of the times I feel like it's difficult to say, Oh, okay. Like I'm going to get you this many views on your podcast. Um, is it more consulting or is it strictly like logistics of production? Like how's that working with the podcast? So I'll ask the answer the podcast production question first. The podcast production question is 
And literally this was another, there was a gap in the marketplace. Um, very, very good friend of mine who has probably referred more business to SP Pace than he's probably accountable for 60 or 70% of our revenue, to be honest with you, since we started, he started a new podcast and he, we were the only people that he knew of that did all the pieces, but didn't have a package pulled together. So he asked me, can you, because I, at the time had two podcasts. I had BizQuick podcast, which I just recently, after 285 episodes, I ended that and I'm going to start a new podcast in a couple of months. But then I also have a podcast with one of the founders of the arena and he knew that we did all the pieces. So essentially he said, will you build this package for me and, and do this for me for this podcast? And so we took a look at it. Literally, we schedule the guests. So we, we do the reach outs to get the guests and schedule the guests. We do the show notes. We do a blog. We edit the podcast. We, the audio, we edit the video. We create up to 20 reels or shorts from every episode. We create quote cards. We create quotes for tweets. We create, um, trying to think if there's, and and then we have additional uh, assets that he can use for sharing on social media. And we create a preview video that he shares across social media. And then we also schedule everything to go out. We schedule the podcast, we schedule the video and we schedule all the social media assets for him. Do all of that work that require, that's a team. (laughs) So uh, the only piece of it that I have is I edit the audio And the only reason that I do audio editing is because I greatly enjoy the challenges of editing audio. It's a really nice distraction from some of the other stuff that I do. So I edit the audio, the rest of my team, um, Francis, Stacy, and then we have another person, Ashley, who help with all the other pieces of it. It's a weekly, he does a weekly drop on the podcast. And then we just started offering that service. Once we got the process, the systems and processes around it really dialed in. We started offering it out as a service for other people. So that's the podcast production side. And there's two different packages that we offer and we base it on minutes. So I don't care how many episodes you do. It's how many minutes of audio and video you're turning over to us that we're working with. So that's how that, that's how we price price structure that out. The pricing for the arena, that's where I was assuming you were asking about the pricing, right? Yeah. And real quick, are you, um, my concern with like, even like the businesses I've worked with is like a lot of people are concerned about like conversion and is, is your service going to help them like gain an audience for their podcast? Are you, are you committing to any metrics or are you simply saying our services are giving you these reels and helping with the production audio? Um, are you like, are you committing to any of, any of, like conversion metrics? It's ultimately where we start with the podcast client is what are your goals? So the first one that we have, um, the, the, the one who came to us, his goal was not to get paid ads. His goal was to get one real, his biggest goal was to get top name, really good guests. That was his goal. So we are able to achieve that. We went through, had had him create like a dream 50 list of who we wanted. Then we also looked at that and did some research to see who's tangentially related to that person that would additionally be a good guest. We run every guest through him to say, 
is this a person you would take on the podcast? Here's their bio. Here's what they talk about, et cetera, et cetera. He says, yes or no, we get them scheduled. So his criteria is the quality of the guests because the bigger he's in department of defense work. So the bigger the guests he can get, the more guests he's going to get, the more ears he's going to get on the podcast. So he's ultimately really looking at downloads, but his bigger thing is the connections that he's making as a result of the podcast. So he's very happy with that piece of it. But if somebody else's goal was, I want to get paid advertising, then we would employ a different strategy to help them get to that point where they've got enough downloads that they're getting paid advertisers. And we all know there's different tiers for where you're going to get paid advertisers and the quality of the advertisers that you're going to get. So it really depends on what their goal is because people have different goals for what they're trying to do with that podcast and accomplish with it. I like how like malleable you are. I feel like people like you're, you will, you're willing to stretch yourself out to do different things that you might not have necessarily offered before in order to make your client happy. Yes. Um, what, is there an obstacle with that? Or do you feel like you are, that is just purely like a valuable experience for you because you're getting referrals out of it? Um, or is, is it kind of like an obstacle because it seems like maybe you are the one that has to do that research and be like, how am I going to get him good podcast guys? No, my team, I have a great team. I have a great team. My team does all of that work. And I think the benefit of offering different services, trying different things for our clients, it's not in the referral. And yes, ultimately there probably would result in a referral, but it really helps us figure out what do we want to do? Where do we exactly do we want to play? What's the spot that we want to play in? Like we had some clients in the past on Certivium side where we were doing engagement for them, social media engagement. And for the length of the time that we had the clients, we did it. And when we did strategic planning at the end of 2022, both Francis and Stacey were like, we can't take any more clients that do that. I don't, it, it's killing me. It's like, it's crushing my soul. And I'm like, well, then let's stop doing it. There's no amount of money that's worth it if it's crushing your soul. Yes. So we stopped offering that to people. and. What instead of just flat out saying we don't offer that anymore, what we said was, if you want us to do that, here's the price on that. And we made the price really high <laughs> so that if it truly was something they were willing to pay that money for, we would do it because of the income, the revenue that it would produce for us. But we preferred not to. So if it was like, oh my God, I really need you to do it. Then, then we would have said yes to it. That's but I don't, I don't think it's an obstacle for us. Francis and Stacy might tell you it's an obstacle in that we say yes to too many things, but I also think they really enjoy that because they're both entrepreneurs at heart as well. Mm. And they like to try the different things and they both, requ they require no direction whatsoever. They're the best. It's literally like having two partners who are in it all the way with you. And you can just say, hey, can anyone take this on? Can anyone research this? And they're like, yep, I'll do it. I got it. And that's literally all I have to say. So they're pretty, yeah, they're amazing. Pricing. Yeah, pricing. But yeah, real quick, just want to respond because like, I never really thought about how important I'm going to have, but you're really highlighting how important it is to just hire good people that, and like hire good people that are like sort of have the knowledge to be able to do a variety of different things in, in your industry. Um, I feel like that's definitely like very valuable for you as a business owner to have those people instead of thinking, 
how can I dumb down my service so that it's, it's scalable and like I only have to hire people who aren't like extremely skilled so that I can keep my expenses low. Like you're like, you know what? I'm gonna hire people that are good at what they do and are can can are in line with you as a as a CEO and like and like your your emphasis on like serving your clients well and offering them value in whatever like in whatever service they want from you. Um I really I really enjoy that this like in, this new perspective that you're offering to me. But um yeah I, I, I'm yeah go ahead. I was gonna say I literally there's no bigger stress in the world than knowing that you are responsible for someone else being able to pay their mortgage and put food on their table. So I take the fact that people are counting on SB Pace or Certivium for their revenue very, very seriously. Like they're, they, I, my number one goal when I hit Q4 of last year was making sure that everybody got bonuses at Christmas time and making sure that I could give everybody a 10% increase in salary on the first of the year, because without them, I couldn't do this business. And I don't ever want them to think that they are not the most important piece of this business because they are, we have a general rule. Uh, We know we're not curing cancer over here. Yes. We're doing important things. And yes, we're taking care of other people's businesses, but we make mistakes. And as long as we own up to the mistakes, and correct them, then we're going to move past and we'll learn from them. But we don't really let too much weigh us down in terms of mess up or missing something. It's like, eh, it's not that critical. We'll, we will get to it, but they're, they are really the most essential part of the success of the business is goes to honestly, my team. That's awesome. I'm sure you take into account your passion, the stuff in arena about mindfulness and uh, living a mentally healthy life. Like to the point where you let your workers take the time that they need if they need it and like not overstrain them. Like you just said, or like if there's a mistake made, like not getting mad, it's like we're in this together and it's like, how can we, how can we fix this? And yeah, I, yeah it seems like it, that's also in tune with the, the way that you run your business is in tune with like what you're doing with the arena. And um, what you said earlier is probably how you, like you editing your own audio because it makes you feel good. It's probably like, a good thing to do so you don't like burn out and aren't like aren't unhappy. Um, no, it's a double negative, but, um, I feel like that's like important to me as well. And that should be important to all business owners to like do the parts of the business that make you happy at least a little bit. Um, so that you can just like want to continue to be doing it. Um, but yeah, real quick before we go, um, what is, what makes your offer like a no brainer offer with, um, I mean, any of them, but if you want to talk specifically about the arena, that's something that I feel like this podcast call, um, at this point, everybody knows what the arena looks like in in depth. So if you want to talk about why you think your pricing is right. And honestly, like, I am curious if you can emphasize, um, about conversion, because that, I feel like that's a, a big concern. And like, you, you seem to be offering that, like, I know I'm saying value a lot and I hate when people overuse that word, but um, you seem to be really focused on delivering for your clients and what they want. So when a client wants conversion and they want to be making money and get that food on their table, like a lot of times that can be, that can be difficult um, to actually promise that and deliver on that. So how, what is your pricing structure? Um, Do you have any unique, any unique pricing structures where it's like, 
oh, we're going to guarantee that you're making kind of like gym launch. Like we're going to guarantee that your gym makes um, 30K in three months and we'll only charge you 10K um, for a service. So what is, yeah, what does your pricing look like? So in the arena, our can't lose offer is right now we're, we are filling the arena with handpicked founding members. And so the founding members get double the the one-on-one coaching that any other member gets. They get, if they refer someone else in, they get 10% of whatever that person pays. So they've got some additional bonuses. The speakers for events are picked out of the founding members and the max amount of founding members that we would take is 25. So we're, we're capped at that. The founding members, so a if somebody joined the arena as a regular member, uh, what we would refer to as a core member, the price is $397 a month. Or if they join annually, it sorry, it's $399 a month. And if they join annually, it is $4,400. Our founding members get more and their price for year one and year two is $999. And if they want to continue after that, they get 50% off the annual rate. So founding members, people that they're aligned with our mission, they're aligned with our vision, they want to make impact like we do, and they put their trust in something new, we're going to reward them with that trust with a unquestionable value. So that's what, that's what the founding members get core members, 399 a month or 4,400 that right now there's a wait list. We're not, we're not taking, um, we're not opening it back up until August for core membership. And then we also have a try us out membership, which is four months and it's $699 for that particular membership. If you want to come in and really get a feel for what it's like to be a member of the community and then decide from there if you want to join. Thank you. We're reaching the one hour mark. I would love to talk to you more, but I think that would be a good time to say, to tell your, this audience on this podcast where they can find the arena if they wanted to join or um, if they wanted to follow any of your social media pages for any of your businesses slash reach you personally. Um, how can they do that? And yeah, that's pretty much where can, where can our audience find you? So the easiest place to find everything is on sbpace.com. So that is, ironically, it was a, it started out as an acronym for small business planning, advising, coaching expertise. I don't really say that very often anymore, but a lot of, a lot of times people think it's SB space, but nope, we're not going to the moon. (laughs) Although that's where we would like to see all of our clients revenue get to, but sbpace.com, everything you need to know is listed there. Thank you so much for your time, Julia. I really appreciate being on the podcast and all the value you offered to me today and our audience. Um, looking forward to speaking with you again and keeping in touch. And I'm sure our audience is going to love this. Thank you so much for being on the Thanks podcast. Thanks for having me.